News Radio 92.3. Now it's time to play Which Host Did This? Andrew McKay, Jenna Barr, or Bobby Rossi? This host was shot at by gorillas. Who is it? Time's up. The correct answer is Bobby Rossi. Get to know our local hosts by listening to News Radio 92.3. 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Good morning, Pensacola. Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News starts right now. does the gentlewoman from Florida rise? Madam Speaker, I would like to rise to nominate Byron Donalds for Speaker of the House. The gentlewoman is recognized. I've known Byron for roughly about four years now, and being that he's... This is Anna Luna, who is, I think she's a brand new uh, representative from Florida. She is one of the key holdouts, and she says... But I want to clarify something real quick to my colleagues across the aisle. What you're seeing with dis- this discussion does not mean that we are dysfunctional. And in no way, shape, yeah. or form will a Democrat ever hold the gavel to a Republican-controlled House. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when you're in the, such a small minority here, right? But I, th- I actually don't mind that this is happening. I think that it's, it, it, you know, that those who said that it's democracy is a mess and we're doing it in the open, yeah, I agree with that. And Kevin McCarthy doesn't have the votes, at least not yet, and he hasn't been willing to do the things that it would take to get him the votes, so will it ever happen? Um, you know, and the people who are frustrated with this are frustrated with the process itself, which is why they're raising the concerns that they've got. We'll talk about that a little bit more in a second. Um, but, you know, the, the kind of, like, strong-arm politics that goes on uh, behind closed doors is a problem, and it's been the way Kevin McCarthy got his power. I understand that threats have been made about committee assignments, that you won't receive committee assignments if you do not vote for Kevin McCarthy. This is Lauren Boebert. That is true. It happened in conference, and that is exactly what we were told. But we don't govern in fear. We govern for the people on principle. And meanwhile, somewhere around votes 9 or 10, she started switching for Kevin Hearn, which is fine because it doesn't really matter as long as it's not Kevin McCarthy, right? You've got Kevin Hearn is getting more votes now and Byron Donalds. The votes have shifted a little bit away from him. They're just trying to find somebody who might be a consensus candidate. And so far, nobody has been willing to break ranks from the McCarthy camp or from the Jeffries camp. But, you know, her message to Kevin McCarthy is, look. For what purpose does the gentlewoman from Colorado rise? Madam Clerk, I rise to nominate Kevin Hearn of Oklahoma for Speaker of the House. The gentlewoman is recognized. It's as simple as that, folks. Let's start getting somewhere with this. Realize the facts. Kevin McCarthy does not have the votes. Let's elect a Republican who can unify our conference, who is a true leader. I'm casting my vote. 
for Kevin Hearn, and I hope you will as well. He doesn't have the votes, at least. Again, there's been no evidence that he's able to muster the votes enough to get there. Now, it was kind of funny because there was there was one moment where um, they, they even the Democrats have now started to put people other than Pete Aguilar up to nominate um, Hakeem Jeffries. And uh, the one, <laughs> they, they, they put a woman up there, and I was just trying to find it, just having trouble seeing that particular clip um, because... When, when they put this this gal up, oh, there it is. It's Catherine Clark. Uh, she is the Democratic whip. And she was the first one to be the, not Pete Aguilar. He's the leader of the, of the Democrats. And uh, here was her argument. 212, 212, 212, 212, 212, 212. And today, 212. House. Meaning that at that time, this was in the eighth round of nominating, the Democrats have voted seven times for Hakeem Jeffries with the exact same total every single time, complete unanimity, which means that Kevin McCarthy has been in second place every single time <laughs> with complete not unanimity because the votes keep shifting on him. Now, Matt Gates in round, God, what? Uh, he voted for Trump at one point. Um, I think it was round eight. And then he actually, sorry, round seven, the first round yesterday. And then he actually gave a speech finally again in nominating President Trump. It was actually kind of an interesting speech. I'll share some of that with you next. Hour. I don't have time to do it now. But he did make a point in the course of that speech that I don't really think you can disagree with. We also have to restore to the Speaker's office an actual person that ought to be in the Speaker's office, not the squatter who is currently there. And if the architect of the Capitol is listening, I sent a letter, and I would like to know what the basis is to allow somebody to occupy the Speaker's office who comes in second place 10 straight times. Is there like some basis in law or rule or precedent for that? He's not wrong. And so I nominate President Trump because we must make our country great again, and he can start by making the House of Representatives great again. That one lone clap was from Lauren Boebert of Colorado. L. Boebert. Who stood up, she was right next to him, and... And then she did not vote for him in that round or any other round. Uh, Matt's been the only one to vote for Trump at all in this entire process. So we still don't have a speaker. Nobody has any idea where this goes. Um, and as I said before, uh, some of the reforms that Matt and some of the Republicans, or all the Republicans really, are pushing for are very sensible. Things like single subject bills and getting rid of lobbyist money and reforming the structure of how committee assignments are made. And I mean, there's a lot of things that they want that are very sensible, but are completely hostile to the structure that's been created by the Republicans over the years and used and by the Democrats over the years. Uh, and I think that there's no chance that McCarthy is going to go for this stuff unless he does, in which case I will say he did. Good job. Coming up next, we have the transgressors service right now. Candy has traffic on the fives. And uh, we're watching. It's not an accident. There is debris in the roadway at the Atmore cutoff in 29. It looks like in front of the Tom Thumb. So certainly is caution there. And caution wherever you are, if you see an accident, uh, 437-1620. Let us know. News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Hi, guys. If you find yourself in a divorce or you know that one is coming, you're likely stressed about your kids, your finances, and what your future is going to look like when the divorce is over. You're going to need help with this, and I'm here to do that. Whatever you're facing, I can help you get through it. I specialize in helping guys just like you get through difficult divorces. I'm Autumn Blackledge, and trust me, I can help you through this. Just look me up on social media or on the web. I'm Autumn Blackledge, and I'm here to help. Pensacola, Florida. 
The Florida Department of Health in Escambia County works to protect, promote, and improve the health of everyone in your community. Listen in on Monday at 1030 to the Pensacola Expert Panel when Director Marie Mott gives a public health update. That's Monday at 1030 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. News Radio 92.3 AM 1620 is accepting applications for employment. Periodically, we have openings in sales, business, news, promotions, engineering, production, and programming. We'll keep your application for consideration when such an opening occurs. We also provide internships for qualified students. Apply online at News Radio 92.3 or at our studios at 7251 Plantation Road between 8.30 a.m. and 5.30 p.m. ADX Communications is an equal opportunity employer. Hey, it's Andrew McKay wishing you a happy new year from all of us at News Radio 92.3. News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to remember those who've transgressed against the great spirit of inclusion and must henceforth be forever cast into the abyss of dead names. In this moment of our remembrance, we prove with great grief and wailing the sincerity of our noble tolerance. What we once wrongly allowed in the ignorance of white privilege has become the cleansing rite of virtue signaling we use to prove our purity. Join with me now as we remember those we've lost. First, the New Year's resolution to lose weight or go on a diet because, as you no doubt recognize, this is fundamentally fat-phobic and body-negative. As fat liberation activist Sarah, who goes by the username Wait What Sorry, recently explained... Generally speaking, there's three kind of big buckets of reasons why someone might engage in intentional weight loss. First is desirability, second, health, third, stigma. But at the end of the day, all of those are rooted in fat phobia in different ways. That's right. Virtually every reason for losing weight is merely repackaged fat phobia and probably sexist. If you do it to be prettier or more handsome, for instance, you're just perpetuating the thin centricity of our culture and reinforcing the idea that skinny is always happier and hotter. And so if you are wanting to lose weight in order to become more desirable, you are upholding a fatphobic beauty standard, as well as, you know, white supremacy and all that jazz. Obviously white supremacy and all that jazz. Moreover, you're ignoring the clearly scientific fact that not all people are capable of losing weight, and also you're rewarding the people who unintentionally lose weight through no fault of their own. In addition, due to the fine work done by author Natalia Melman Petzrella, although with only two hyphenated surnames, she's still on probationary status, who recently told Time Magazine about the most surprising find in her book Fit Nation, The Pains and Gains of America's Exercise Obsession, namely that the so-called health movement in America has its roots in white supremacy, with the goal of making childbearing age white women be healthier so as to deliver more white children into the world. And surely, if the evils of fat phobia don't persuade you to abandon intentional weight loss, the stigma of perpetuating white supremacy with so-called good diet and exercise must. However, there is hope. For those of you who find yourself unable to resist caving in to the fat phobia all around us and lose weight, so long as you either lose it unintentionally or at least continue the fight against weightism, all is well. But it's really important that if you still go through with intentional weight loss that you don't sacrifice fat liberation politics because otherwise it's still just fat phobia even if you're doing it for your mental health and accessibility for all the fat liberationists out there woe unto all who offend 
But second, continue with me, if you will, to learn that, in fact, all New Year's resolutions are unacceptable for their reinforcement of privilege or ableism or their marginalization of people who suffer from self-control deficiency syndrome. Consider some examples. People vow to manage their finances better. Well, it sure must be nice to have been bequeathed the mathematical skills to do so. Can't you see the numerical literacy privilege asserted in believing you can control your own financial outcomes? Perhaps you forget how many people are trapped in economic situations beyond their control and over which they have no viable power and no ability to do arithmetic. Should you not rather suffer in solidarity with them instead of rubbing your mathartical arithmeticism and money freedom in their faces? It's so ableist. Again, some people vow to quit or reduce their consumption of substances such as alcohol or tobacco, but don't you see how this reinforces the ableist notion that personal responsibility and individual choice are the key components of lived outcomes? Do you know nothing about addiction or diminished capacity due to parental, cultural, or television influences? Who are you to waggle your unsmoked cigarettes and unshotgun beer cans in the faces of those who struggle with real psychobehavioral challenges such as stunted desire management disease? And again, people vow to be more punctual. Which, of course, is a racist reinforcement of the white Western European norm of timeliness, not adhered to by many other cultures and people groups around the world. Moreover, punctuality requires an investment in timepieces and therefore only further empowers the corporations of big time, like Seiko, Casio, Citizen, Patek Philippe, Swatch, Movado, and of course, Rolex. But instead of feeding this Eurocentrist paradigm of punctuality and timeliness, I say we embrace CPT and siesta centrism. Power to the tardy, down with the timearchy. Woe unto all who offend. Woe unto all who offend. And finally, I want to take some time to praise the fine work being done in our federal government to combat the scourge of micro inequities. Now, I know it's possible some of you have not yet memorized the 148th edition of Fulsenacker's Guide to Inclusive Language, so let me explain. Whereas a microaggression expresses racial or gender bias stereotypes in subtle ways through language, microinequities express racism and sexism through behaviors. For instance, as the brochure used in an actual Department of Homeland Security Empowerment Seminar explains, when a coworker interrupts you while talking, leaves you out of a discussion or a project, continues to work on emails while you try talking to him, or looks at his watch while listening to you, these are all incontrovertible examples of racist and sexist micro-inequities. Not to be confused, of course, with micro-indignities, micro-indubitabilities, and micro-inedibilities, all of which, of course, fall within the broader hierarchy of micro-messaging, and each of which have received their own treatment in numerous doctoral theses. Now, it's true. Some of the unenlightened heathens we're still forced to endure because we haven't amassed enough capital to relocate them to re-education camps, yet, have tried to claim that such behaviors are not special to minority groups and are merely examples of rudeness. Moreover, they claim that white men have even at times done all of these things to other white men. <laughs> right. As if we aren't able to recognize the vast difference between a white man looking at his watch while talking with another white man and that same white man looking at his watch while talking with a person of African ancestry or a human with feminine of center tendencies. What sort of gullible neophytes do you take us for? We know the difference. Oh, and you can bet we also know the difference between a white man who actually listens undistractedly to a marginalized coworker and a white man who only appears to be listening undistractedly to a marginalized coworker because he's scared to be caught micro-inequitizing that human by looking at his watch. We see. We always see. 
So good work, federal government, showing us that things formerly classified as being productive, busy, or just rude are actually examples of racism and misogyny in the workplace. Extra participation trophies and more group hugs for you, for sure. Woe unto all who offend. Woe unto all who offend. And now, with these cleansing rites performed, may we all go forth in loving tolerance and microaggress no more. Woe unto all who offend. Woe unto all who offend. 625 here on News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. It's the Pensacola Morning News, and here we pay great heed to the time archie by going to traffic on the fives. With candy. <laughs> That's what got me the time, Arky. I was like, all right, I'm going to have to leave. I have to leave the room when you do this. Uh, we are watching, uh, it's it's not an accident, but there is debris in the roadway. That was a great one. Uh, Atmore Cutoff and Highway 29 in Molino near the Tom Thumb. A lot of rocks in the road. So uh, be careful. 437-1620, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Way to reinforce big time, Candy. Well done. <laughs> Steve. You should read your comments. <laughs> Steve, oh, Steve Taylor's got tra- got our uh, headlines for us, Steve. <laughs> yes, it's my turn now. House Republican <laughs> leader Kevin McCarthy still doesn't have enough votes to become Speaker of the House. He lost five more flo- floor votes yesterday, making 11 straight ballot losses before the House adjourned for the night. It's going to reconvene again today at noon Eastern time. A group of about 20 hardline Republicans still oppose McCarthy's Speaker bid. Didn't they read this yesterday and the day before and the day before? It's about the same story every day. <laughs> I, I was, uh, by the way, I love yeah. how the, um, and you're not the only one, I've heard everybody say it, about 20. It's exactly 20. There yeah. are just 20 of them. Yeah, they, they have just, they've not changed. <laughs> That's exactly blood. right. They keep voting the same way. U-Haul's latest report on one-way rentals inc- indicates that a great many people are moving to Texas. The Lone Star State is the top destination, while Florida is number two. While we have about 24 million residents here in Florida, Texas now has about 30 million, second only to California. In fact, many of the new Texans fled from California, which ranks dead last on U-Haul's growth index. But my question is, why is it almost every other plate I see on US-98 is from Texas? Seems like a lot of them come here to vacation. They do. They come to or through here. That's right. I live. Yeah. (laughs) Well, those are your headlines. All right, Steve. Thanks so much for the update. 627 here on News Radio 92.3. Oh, I don't get to do this very often, but I have one and a half notes of praise for President Biden this morning. I, and, and the half could be a full note, but I, I don't want to be too eager because it's a relatively new concept. Uh, the the one note of, of full praise is the um, the Federal Trade Commission has come out with uh, it's it's a proposed rule that would ban non compete, ban non compete clauses in contracts. That sounds awesome. That's a I mean you have no idea that is a bombshell announcement because here's here's the thing like the the philosophy behind non compete clauses and contracts is um, we build you up as a as a brand for example or as a talent or as we give you training and then we don't want you to be able to quit and go across the street and use what we invested in you to go benefit them financially so we have a non compete very standard in you know things like radio and television um, also very standard in, and it has become more common in even ordinary fields like fast food and stuff like this it's crazy some of the places and that's what bore this forward is the idea that you shouldn't be limiting people's ability to make more money and that's what they're doing right is you know you, you you're basically prohibiting people from the primary form of social mobility uh, economic social mobility which is that they can move up by going to another competitor and get more money so the proposed rule would basically ban these for everybody which is a very interesting because they have been, you know, they've, they've been very common in media, but of course um, been used in all kinds of other environments. So I support this. I, I agree with this. What's going to be interesting to see is whether 
there are some exemptions or carve-outs or particular fields where it might be allowed to remain. But for now, the proposed rule is basically none, okay, which is I, I'm in favor. That makes perfect sense. It's competition. I'm in favor of, com- you know, if you want to keep your workers paying better. You know, invest in them, pay them better, whatever, uh, or just have better contracts with them. But don't, you know, the non-compete thing, it basically makes it so that people can't do business for a certain amount of time, which is, you know, really punitive. The other one, so that's a full one. The other one is a halfway. And the halfway has to do with uh, legal immigration, because we've got all of these people coming across the border, we know, illegally, and they're coming from a handful of countries claiming asylum, and we've just been completely inadequate at dealing with them. But the new policy that Joe Biden announced yesterday would basically extend the policy currently in place about preventing Venezuelans to enter here started in October, but it would expand that to several other countries, including Cuba, Haiti, and Nicaragua. And what it does is it allows 30,000 people per month from the four nations for the next two years. So that's actually a lot, which would allow them to work legally as long as they come legally, have eligible sponsors, pass a vetting and a background check. Everybody else would be turned away. So it's a let a bunch in, turn everybody else away instead of just trying to either ignore the problem or, you know, try and make it so that people can't can't, uh, claim asylum, all that kind of stuff. So I'm in favor of this. And I'll tell you why, because I have always been in favor of big open door with a big wall. Right. Prohibit unless they come in legally, but take as many legally as we can possibly get our hands in who are going to be productive for our society. You know, more people who create is a good thing. That's how you raise the economic condition of everybody. So I'm I'm waiting to see more reaction to this policy and things I might not have noticed in it, but so far, I'm at least a plus a half on this one. So that's one and a half positive things that Joe Biden did, or his administration did yesterday. News. I'm Chris Foster. It's not how you start, it's how you finish. And House Republican leader Kevin McCarthy's been meeting again with some of the Republicans opposing him for House Speaker, offering more concessions for their support after 11 votes in three days and no winner. The deal would allow a one-member motion to vacate, giving members an easier route to oust McCarthy if they wanted to, and provides the House Freedom Caucus with stronger representation on key House committees. Fox's Alexandria Hoff. The NFL announces the Bills-Bengals game suspended with Buffalo safety DeMar Hamlin when in the cardiac arrest Monday will not resume. Both teams are making the playoffs anyway. The outcome of the game, though, could have had an impact on home field advantage in the AFC playoffs, and if that is still the case after the final regular season game this weekend, the NFL is proposing a plan that would involve potentially playing the AFC title game at a neutral site. Fox's Eric Messersmith. Doctors say Hammond has been showing substantial improvement. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning and happy Friday. It's 631, 48 degrees in Pensacola. I'm Steve Taylor for News Radio 92.3. Santa Rosa County is looking for volunteers as they're bringing back their countywide community emergency response team. Program leader Ark Tim says the community emergency response team is certainly not a replacement of law enforcement, but rather serves to augment and support them. It can be anything from a hurricane, which we're all very familiar with here. Uh, you know, it could be a train derailment, you know, helping direct traffic around that. Uh, uh, CERT is also trained in search and rescue so they can assist with lost persons, uh, you know, hazardous materials spills. If you're interested in volunteering, a kickoff meeting is scheduled for Saturday, January 21st at 9 a.m. at the Emergency Operations Center in Milton. Former Mobile firefighter Kayana Adams says she was fired over a head tattoo that did not break department rules and for speaking out on sexism and harassment that she observed. Adams has filed a complaint with the Equal uh, Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. Hiring people before 
during and after me with neck tattoos more prominent than mine was kind of also impactful in, in that as well you know I figured mine could be done in decency and order I could you know also based off the rules I could cover it up Adams tells WKRG at the time she got the tattoo on the back of her head, department policy prohibited tattoos on the face or neck. Three months later, the policy was changed to include head tattoos. Adams was given the option to grow her hair out, and she claims that she was fired on the same day a photo was taken of the back of her head, showing the tattoo was completely covered. The city of Mobile says she was fired during her working test period for failing to meet department standards. A reminder to anyone interested in joining the city of Pensacola as a professional firefighter, today is the deadline to to apply, you can do so at PensacolaCityJobs.com. The physical ability test is scheduled for Thursday, January 12th for qualified applicants. Minimum qualifications are a high school diploma or equivalent and firefighter certification in the state of Florida. Starting pay is $35,880 annually plus benefits. As the saying goes, it's the way of the world. The Pensacola Blue Wahoos are going completely cashless uh, for the 2023 season and beyond. The team, the team says that the decision brings the ballpark in alignment with 29 Major League Baseball stadiums, including their affiliate, the Miami Marlins. I think we've seen just really the speed of service has been the biggest thing and the ease of service to be able to, to get people through the lines. And that's really what we're, we're always aiming for is that top customer service. And we feel by doing this will really help us do that. Team President Jonathan Griffith says credit, debit and gift cards will be accepted at all locations inside the stadium. Select locations will also process mobile tap to pay payments. There's also the stadium drop app where fans can order food and drinks and have them delivered to their seat. Looks like it's going to be a nice weekend. Let's check the forecast from Channel 3. This is meteorologist Brooke Richardson with your first morning weather update. Beautiful day out there with a high near 63 degrees. Plenty of sunshine with a low overnight near 45. Beautiful weather will continue through the beginning of the weekend. Saturday, sunny skies, high near 65. Saturday night, temperatures dropping near 57. And by Sunday, a little bit warmer near 70 degrees for your high with a small chance of a stray shower. Stay connected to the Channel 3 News first morning weather team. Download the WEAR-TV weather app. This is Brooke Richardson from the first morning weather center. Now let's check in with Candy Cullerton for traffic on the fives. It looks like the uh, debris in the roadway has been cleared from uh, Atmore. Um, and Highway 29 and East Kingsfield Road now showing uh, debris in the roadway. I don't know if it's the same rocks or not, but use caution that area. It's uh, East Kingsfield and Highway 29. That's in Kintelman. We're looking at debris in the roadway there. Traffic tips text 437-1620. News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Thanks, Candy. 48 degrees right now in Pensacola. 54 in Gulf Breeze and 40 in Milton at 635. Our next news is at 7. Breaking news anytime. I'm Steve Taylor from News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. I'm Jennifer Kashinka with your Money Now. Samsung Electronics says it expects its fourth quarter profit to plunge as the firm's mainstay memory chip and smartphone businesses face a sharp pullback in demand. The South Korean tech giant today forecast its operating profit in the quarter ended December 31st to drop by 69% from the prior year to $3.4 billion. Revenue for the quarter is expected to decline by 8.6%. Samsung's estimated results were far below market forecasts. Samsung considered a bellwether for the tech world. Mercedes-Benz plans to build its own global network of electric vehicle chargers, making it one of the few major car companies, aside from Tesla, to invest directly in such a project. The German luxury automaker says it intends to install about 10,000 high-power EV chargers worldwide, starting in the U.S. and Canada this year. The network would allow the car company's own customers to pre-book a charging space, and it will allow other drivers to compete. That's your money now. 
Attention all business owners who rent or lease space, including storage space. Stop wasting your money paying someone else for your space. You can now save a ton of money and own your own building with the incredible sale prices from General Steel. That's right. Start saving money every month on renting space from others. Just call 866-95-STEEL to see how General Steel can help you save money. Our 50-year structural warranty buildings are custom designed for your needs and save you a ton of money. Call 866-95-STEEL. Take it from a successful entrepreneur. If you need to expand or start a new business, you need General Steel. Great team and the competitive pricing is the reason I went with General Steel. Call 866-95-STEEL now and you can get any of our popular quick construction structures, including a 40 by 60 foot building or a 50 by 100 clear span building fast and easy. Call 866-95-STEEL. That's 866-957-8335. 866-95-STEEL. This is Mike Wiggins. I don't have to tell you that winter can be tough on our lawns and gardens, but there is much to be done, such as planting winter annuals and getting ready for spring. And remember, if you've got lawn and garden questions, we've got the answers on the Guard Line every Tuesday morning from 9 until 10 and 8 to 9 on Saturdays. The Guard Line, only on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Serving overseas was just the beginning. We might be home from war, but our mission continues in communities all across the country. It's why we're out there in times of peace and crisis, providing meals to the hungry and supplies to the sick. It's why we're giving strength to those who are too weak and bringing resources to those without them. Service doesn't stop when we're done serving. It's what makes us the VFW. Learn more at VFW.org. Dependable and local news and talk with Pensacola Morning News with Andrew McKay in the mornings, 5 to 9. Followed by the Pensacola Expert Panel with Jenna Barr, mornings 9 to 11. Fox News personality Brian Kilmeade, 11 to 1. Dave Ramsey, 1 to 4. Pensacola Right Now with Bobby Rossi, afternoons 4 to 7. And Lars Larson, only on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Like sands through the black water, so are the days of our Milton. And now, another episode of City Council Melodrama Theater. Good afternoon, all. Hope y'all are doing all right. My name is Kira Machulka, as aforementioned, and I'm Pace High School's very own Students Working Against Tobacco Club Vice President. Today, on behalf of all SWAT members across our beautiful Santa Rosa County, I'm here to humbly ask of all you generous people to ban vaping and smoking in all the parks and beaches in Santa Rosa County. Here we go. You saw it. I Listen, this could have been seen coming a mile away. You have Pensacola City Council uh, halfway to banning smoking and vaping in city parks. And they will finish that move uh, here in January. Then you have the Okaloosa County Commission is talking about this. And now you have the SWAT, which is Student Working Against Tobacco, I think is what it stands for. 
uh, is the organization that Kara Mashoka, who's a 10th uh, grader at Pace High. And by the way, kudos to her and all of the other uh, high school and middle schoolers who show up to express their opinion at City Council on Monday. That's exactly what we want people to do. We want them to become informed and have a voice. Absolutely. So uh, she shows up and she actually gave a fairly impassioned speech. I appreciate that. Um, and she, you know, again, she's the uh, she's the vice president, I think, or the president. Oh, anyway, one of the two people leading it. Lily Nagel is the other one. Um, and lots of and middle schoolers as well. But here's some of what got said. Secondhand smoke. Hypothetical situation here. I bet you're taking a nice, refreshing walk in the park by your house, and this is a daily routine. Suddenly, a big puff of smoke is blown in your face by a nearby smoker, and this starts to happen every day. It's not bad, you think to yourself. It's a bit of a nuisance, but I'll be fine, right? Wrong. As discovered by the CDC, people who do not smoke but are exposed to secondhand smoke at home or at work increase their risk of developing heart disease by 25 to 30%. Secondhand smoke increases the risk for stroke by 20 to 30%. Secondhand smoke causes more than 8,000 deaths from stroke each year. So much for I'll be fine, right? She's probably on the debate team, would be my guess, based on this particular presentation. Unfortunately, this presentation, this particular snippet of her presentation um, is probably what we'd call a four-term fallacy. uh, Because remember what she says is when you're walking in the park and you smell a puff of smoke, you'll be fine. Wrong. The CDC says secondhand smoke in the workplace or home can cause you all kinds of harm. In the workplace or home being the key. Out in the public with open air, the random amount that you might get from some passerby is not the same. That's what makes it a four-term fallacy with somebody who is smoking in the workplace or in the home in the constant exposure. But still, I appreciate them showing up and having their say. And, you know, we had all kinds of youngins. Uh, Lily Nagel, one of the other people from the same the SWAT, she's the president. Cigarette butts are the most common source of litter in parks and beaches. And for over 30 years... Cigarette butts have been the most found item in beaches and parks based on the Ocean Conservancy's annual Florida report. The waste produced is encountered on parks and beaches more than straws, cans, glass bottles, and grocery bags combined. Cigarettes aren't biodegradable, and the toxic chemicals in cigarettes and their filters are insanely harmful to the environment and marine life when they are in the water supply. Yeah, there's no doubt about the litter. I mean, there's no doubt. You can't, you know, and I think every smoker would have to admit, even the most ardent smokers would have to admit, yeah, that's bad. You're going to stop? Oh, no. No, we're going to keep doing that because they do. We know that. Well, it's it's not easy to quit, I am sure. It's not easy to quit. It is easy enough to clean. (laughs) So not throw it out. Sure. And you say, well, no, Andrew, it's no, it's easier to throw it on the ground. That's true. But it's relatively easy to just keep it in your car or put it in an appropriate receptacle. Uh, Braley Sanforth, a sixth grader at uh, Woodlawn Beach Middle School. Have you ever been to our beautiful white sandy beaches? On a hot summer day, trying to enjoy the view with your loved ones and another family comes and sits right next to you and ruining your staycation because they lit a cigarette and then after they're done, they put it in the sand. That's awful. The smokes and also the smoke can make you cough, your eyes water and your nose burn or run. I thought I... I thought our community will have a cleaner atmosphere without smoking, less and less pollution, and less litter. And aside from the litter, this is probably the most compelling secondary argument that people would make is, do you not have the right, is the way they'll phrase it, to breathe clean air when you're at a park getting exercise trying to be healthier? Does somebody else have the right to infringe on your right 
to right, and that's that's where the argument comes down to. Uh, and you know, I traditionally have sided with the smokers, even though I hate smoke and am not a smoker. But uh, I don't like the move. I think if you're gonna you know restrict smoking this much, you might as well try to ban it. And there was even a moment in the conversation where um, you know one of the organizers, Denise Manassa from the uh, from CDAC, which is the Oh, I forget what CDAC stands for. But anyway, she she is one of the Community hero- Against Drugs and Alcohol. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I used to work for them. Um, and she says, our goal is not just parks. That's, you know, sort of long term is broader than that. I had one high school representative believe that 60% of their high schoolers were vaping. What's the legal age? 21. Mm-hmm. So the fourth and fifth graders that were vaping, um, they were experimenting, but they were it was a learned behavior that they had learned from their parents. And so part of this as a city councilman and the city of Milton, it's just not about our parks and recs, but that's what we're asking you to look for, look at tonight. But this is about the safety of everyone in this community. Meaning this is not the end we're going for. We want really to get rid of smoking entirely, but this is what we can ask for tonight. And I appreciate the honesty. And I think she's right in the sense that if we could get everybody to not smoke, the world would be a better place, surely from a health perspective, among other things, right? So you can't disagree with the goal, and kids do see it as a learned behavior. And so the more places they see it, the more it becomes normalized. Um, that's All of that is accurate, okay? So then the question is, what did city council decide to do with this? Well, Roxanne Mees. I'll open it up for any comments from the members, Ms. Mees or Mr. Snow, or Mr. Ms. Pat, yeah, Mr. Pat. Thank you so much. Um, I'm 100% behind you on this. I want to thank you also, uh, I'd like this council to go ahead and direct staff to bring something to us, whether it's next meeting or uh, the committee of the whole. So that's two out of eight. Roxanne Meese and Jeff Snow saying yes, bring us a proposal. Uh, let's get, before I finish this off, let's get uh, traffic on the fives from Candy. All right, and this is brought to you by Progressive Auto Insurance. Schmuckle Highway, Woodbine, and Berry Hill all clear. Uh, not showing any problems, really. If you have uh, traffic tips, you can text them in, 437-1620. Uh, this is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Your small business keeps you on the go. Progressive Commercial Insurance keeps your policy within reach with their easy to use mobile app. Learn more at progressivecommercial.com. Traffic tips you can text 437-1620. News Radio 923 informative, local dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. Back to City Council, Gavin Hawthorne, one of the newly elected council members. My son, he's in the SWAT um, organization at Hobbs Middle School, at 6th grader. Um, so, he is a very uh, strong advocate and he comes home every day and he lectures me every day the same things that you that you um, guys are lecturing as well. So um, I'm with Councilman Snow as well, getting something going to make a stop with some type of ordinance to this as well. All right, so that is three. And there had been one in between who sounded vaguely positive. So let's say at least three and a half. Marilyn Farrow, another one of the new ones. I wanted to thank you for being here tonight and for explaining this program to us. I was not aware of it, and I wasn't aware of the new law either. So thank you so much for bringing this to our attention. And I would also be in support of bringing this to the staff for further study. Now, that's an interesting comment because she says she wasn't aware of this or of the new law. And that would seem to indicate, you know, she's probably not a listener to this show. That's fine. Some people aren't. Um, (laughs) But because we've talked about the new law, making it possible, the uh, taking away of the preemption. But it's also been, you know, Channel 3, PNJ, everybody's been covering this so that she's not aware. It's kind of just an interesting observation. Uh, But again, city council, you know, they've got jobs and they don't necessarily pay attention to all the news. Uh, Mike Cusack, so that's four and a half at least so far. Mike Cusack. Thank you all as well. Young ladies, it's been great. I've been in front of our council 
Mike uh-huh. Cusack, who needs to have a tube connecting his mouth to the microphone <laughs> somehow so we can hear him. I, you know, I had thought that when I, he was favorable, okay? But we need to get the mic a little closer to the mouth, Mike. Uh, so anyway, you've got that Mike Cusack, Marilyn Farrow, Gavin Hawthorne, Roxanne Meese, and Jeff Snow. That's five at least in favor. And I didn't hear anybody who said they were against this, so this could well be an 8-0 vote. Remember in, in Milton, Heather Lindsay, the mayor, is a, uh, f- a pro forma only there to settle ties. So you would expect at the next, uh, let's see, the committee is, the, I always forget this, the committee is first and then the executive, the, um, uh, anyway, there's three of them and I can't remember the names of them. The executive committee is the middle one. That's what this was. They didn't have a prior, prior one. So you're going to have three meetings where this is going to get introduced and then finally a city council meeting, I'm guessing in February. So you would expect to see this discussed and probably proposed for first reading as passing the ordinance in February. So you could be talking about this spring smoking being banned in parks and beaches in Milton. Wow. Just you called it as an, as an FYI. And so, of course, the next question is going to be what? Santa Rosa That's Commission and Escambia Commission. Mm-hmm. Right. It's just. Pay, the, the, this is not likely to go away right away. And so if you like this, you're probably and again at Pensacola City Council, not a single person stood up to complain about this or disagree. And it got unanimous support eventually from the city council. So I look, I'm not going to fight for smokers unless you are willing to fight. If you do, I'm on your side as a non-smoker who thinks what you do is nasty. <laughs> I do. I mean, I want I would love a world where there's no smoking whatsoever. OK, I, that's the world I would prefer. But I will defend your right because I believe in liberty. I'll defend your right as long as we're not going to make the product illegal. I'll defend it, even though I hate it. Because that's what, that's what tolerance means. <laughs> By the way, that's kind of the premise is you hate a thing, but you still defend it. So I will do that if you do. And if nobody does, I'm, I'm not going to die on a hill where, you know, I'm trying to protect the right that you don't care enough about to protect yourself. So, you know, we'll see if people show up and complain and talk and argue and persuade. My guess is they won't. That's my guess. My guess is they won't, based on you know one experience at uh, Pensacola City Council. Six fifty here on News Radio ninety two three. I'm Andrew McKay. It's the Pensacola Morning News. Barberry Plumbing. If you've got any kind of a plumbing need, you've got a leak, you've got a drip, you've got a weird sound on the wall, you've got the you know when you flush the toilet or when you use the faucet or Put you've got water drain. pressure or you've got water temperature, anything or frozen pipes. Still, if you're still trying to deal with frozen pipes, right? We know the Escambia is still kind of following up on dealing with some of that from the storm. Any of that stuff, flat rate pricing by the job not by the time it takes 477-8782 for barberry plumbing Time is running out, Northwest Florida. Your last chance to sign up for a 2023 health plan is coming up January 15th for the February 1st effective date. Call the Florida Blue Mobile Center at 850-273-5680, or you can see them in person at the Mary Esther Pickley Wiggly coming up Saturday, January 7th. Florida Blue Plans offer reliable coverage at an affordable cost with over 200 plan options to fit a variety of budgets and health care needs. Explore plans with low-to-no deductibles, $0 in-person, and virtual visits and doctors with extended hours. You may even qualify for lower monthly payments after financial assistance. At no cost to you, an exclusive Florida Blue agent will help you find the right 2023 Florida Blue plan and quickly get you enrolled. Sign up before January 15th. Call the Florida Blue Mobile Center at 850-273-5680. Spanish-speaking agents are available. Tenemos agentes que hablan español. Individual exchange plans only if you qualify. Policies have limitations and exclusions. 
Looking to start a career or change your current career? Pensacola State College is the place for you. Choose from short-term, high-demand career and technical education programs, ranging from commercial vehicle driving to medical assisting. Call 850-484-2000. Are you looking to start your education or to change careers? Pensacola State College is the place for you. We offer bachelor's degrees, two-year degrees, career certificates, and more, ranging from nursing to welding. Apply today. PensacolaState.edu. As a small business owner, what keeps you up at night? Just knowing if your email got hacked or your phone system went down, it could cost you thousands in revenue as well as your reputation. That's where Data Revolution comes in with their unique position to take care of you and your business IT support, phone systems, cybersecurity, and more. Secure it and sleep better at night by going to datarevs.com. Winner of the 2021 Best of the Bay for IT support. Datarevs.com. Stream us online at newsradio923.com or download the News Radio Pensacola app. Gallon of gas, 329. Florida is 330. You've got Texas still the low in the nation at 288. California is the worst at 444. Uh, in Navarre, east at the Walmart, you've got 309. West at the Walmart, um, oh, that is not the best price, though. The best price actually at the Tom Thumb, a little bit farther down on Navarre Parkway at 291. Uh, let's see, 309 at the Murphy Cross from the foot of the Garcon Point Bridge, 329 in Gulf Breeze at the Valero. If you're in Milton at the uh, Sefco, it's 312. It's uh, 295 if you're into Pea Ridge at the Tom Thumb there. So somehow or other, P- Tom Thumb has got a better corner on the market this morning. Uh, 315 at the stations in Pace, as far as I can tell. Uh, into Pensacola, let's see, same thing. Tom Thumb on Nine Mile has 296. Uh, 296 at the Shell on Pensacola Boulevard, getting down towards I-10. And coming in from the southwest side, you've got uh, 295, looks like, at the Shell down there as well, which would be at what Pace and Cervantes 654 here on News Radio 923. Let's get in the newsroom with our headlines. Steve Taylor. Well, former Russian President Dmitry Medvedev, uh, he's threatening the U.S. with hypersonic cruise missiles and compared the U.S. policies to those of the Nazis. See, he made the uh, threat and the insult yesterday in a social media post in response to a U.S. embassy appeal to Russian citizens for peace. And the U.S. Department of Agriculture has approved the use of the world's first vaccine. For honeybees. Yep, it's engineered to protect the bees against the bacterial condition that's known to weaken the colonies by attacking the bee larva. Well, the USDA says the nation's honeybee colonies have been declining every year since 2006. So who's going to be the lucky one who gets the vaccine? The bees. <laughs> and, you mentioned the little teeny tiny needles? Yeah, and the little tiny needles. Roll up their little Maybe sleeves. they can have an experience of what it's like to be stuck by a needle. <laughs> yeah. Finally. Yeah, finally, yeah. some retribution. Yeah, it's it's probably yeah. not the delivery mechanism. No, probably not. No. <laughs> Of course, the other question is, are, do the bees have any anti-vaxxers among their Yeah, and, and are they allowed to opt out, or is this right, mandatory? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, sure, you know. Well, Mary put up another list. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be worried about all of that, right? Yeah, and those are your headlines. All right, Steve, thanks so much for the update. 
candy now has uh, traffic on the fives. and bees. <laughs> um, as we uh, take a look at our roads, uh, good news is we're not showing a whole lot of slowdowns or delays. 29 in Kingsfield, uh, still showing debris in the area. There was there was rocks at the uh, Atmore cutoff in Molino on, on 29. It looks like that's been cleared up. This just says debris in the roadway again, Highway 29 and East Kingsfield. That is brought to you by ECUA. And you heard Andrew talking about plumbing uh, a little bit earlier. Uh, holiday season, ECUA encourages you to eliminate pouring cooking oil and grease down the drain. You can keep your home's plumbing clean and on a fat-free diet or else you'll have to call Barberry. <laughs> Visit livegreenecua.com. And if you have traffic tips, text 437-1620, News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Very good, Candy. 656 here on News Radio 92.3. Oh, you know, somebody texted me in and said um, they were glad to hear me covering uh, being pro-immigration with the Biden rule about 30000 per month from these four designated countries where people are more commonly seeking asylum in the U.S. And... You know, I don't know that I explain this very often, but I did say it to her and I figured I might as well say it to everybody else. The reason I'm pro-immigration is very simple, uh, because in my opinion, well, it's not, it just is, um, there are three categories of people economically, just straight economically. There are people who destroy more value than they create on a daily basis. We call them children. Children are net destroyers, right? They they ruin food and clothes and, you know, vases. Just ask Bobby Brady. Um, you know, so the, 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 you know, children break and destroy stuff and they don't create very much value. I mean, not economically value. But the goal over time is to raise them up to get them to be net nothing, at least, where they are creating as much as they take, right? That's a net nothing. They have no impact on the economy. They're GDP neutral. But the real goal is to get them to be the third category, which is net producers. You know, uh, young people grow up to be big people who are making things that the rest of us benefit from and taking from the economy less than that. So they are net positive from a GDP perspective. Three kinds of people, net destroyers, net even or net neutral, and then, you know, net producers. Well, net producers are good for the economy. And adult immigrants are net producers, which is why it's good to have them. It's why their host country, their home countries don't want them leaving. They don't want the brain drain. You know, they don't want people from Asia or Africa coming here to study and, you know, find their capabilities and then staying here. They want them to come back home and be net producers there. So if we can get net benefit, net producers, without having to go through the childhood phase, <laughs> right? That's good. That's why Canada is seeking immigrants. That's why we should be pro-immigrant. That's why historically this nation, which also is rejuvenated philosophically by the people who come here and love our freedom so well that they use it effectively and remind us what it's all about. I mean, there's all kinds of reasons to be pro-immigrant. So just, you know, some food for thought, if you will. 658 News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. Time now for future news where Candy and I tell you what's going to happen before it happens. All right, fourth day. Are we going to get a Speaker of the House today? Yes. I, I thought kinda, so yesterday. You should have taken my bet. Oh, but I was 100% bucks. right yesterday in six votes. No movement whatsoever. Nothing, yeah. I, uh, I think it's going to take over the weekend. I think it, I think this is going to hold. Well, maybe they do it tomorrow. I mean, I don't know. It, I, I don't think we get it today because I just don't see the movement happening. Will Matt vote for Trump again today on January 6th, the anniversary? Yeah. Yeah, he has to. He can't not, right? If he, if he changes on that, unless they have a viable deal in the works, then he's acknowledging that he would not vote for Trump on January 6th. Would he is, be the worst Speaker of the House? though Trump does get stuff done I'm just gonna say no, that and, he was, and, and one of the points Matt made was that he was bipartisan in a lot of ways got a lot of things done with the help of Democrats non-compete clauses the Biden administration FTC has put forward this rule will that actually pass and non-compete clauses um, will that actually become the law of the land that you can't have yes in the I think so or at least there might be some exceptions but I think generally uh, Wahoos are going cashless
cashless next I year. I saw that. Yeah. You will not be able to use cash except to trade it in for gift cards at the you know the main mm-hmm. office or one of the stands. Uh, will that work? Will that be successful? Yeah. I mean, yeah. who brings money? That's where most of uh, most right. of sports venues are these days. And no smoking coming to Milton soon. Probably. Yeah. Parks and beaches. Yes, it will. Local talk in the morning, five to nine, with Andrew McKay is on News Radio 92.3 WNRP Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola. I'm Steve Taylor, and here's what's happening. Congressman Matt Gates believes there's one man who can make the House of Representatives great again, and a Pensacola shipyard worker suffered severe burns in a boat fire. Those stories and more after Fox News on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Kevin McCarthy supporters are more optimistic. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. Despite him losing on 11 ballots for House Speaker so far, Congressman-elect Mike Waltz just told Fox. There were some breakthroughs uh, yesterday and and last night. I think we had the most productive talks uh, that we've had all week, frankly. Making more concessions to the 20 House Republicans who have refused to vote for McCarthy so far, and they plan more talks this hour before the House reconvenes at noon. Congressman-elect Ralph Norman says the changes are promising, telling Fox... You're saying that the uh, democracy at its best, and so...